1: Four, three, two, one! Welcome back to another episode of the Chord Digital Podcast. Jake knows two chords, and he might know three. Or maybe it's just an augmented version of the same thing.
0: Nice. Alright, guys. Like a sitcom intro, man. It, I know. I we, we can sing and play at the same time.
1: I It's taken me years, and I'm not good at it. But I can do it. I will say I can do it. <laughs> well, right.
2: judging by how you're The Rock,
1: I mean, I, I, I'd say you, you can, know, do Ren, well. I can do it well. Thanks for pointing that out. Thanks for pointing that out, because I, um, I don't know if you guys watch uh, Corridor Crew. Hopefully you do. But... I'm The Rock, so I don't know what else to say. I mean, I got we got Tom Cruise in the house.
0: Hey, everybody, I'm Tom Cruise. Yeah, Nico's Tom Cruise.
1: <laughs> Ren, have you won a title yet? Mm. Silence. Also,
2: okay, real quick, I almost won the Indiana Jones one, but why was it Indiana Jones and not Harrison Ford? Because Indiana
1: Jones is who we'd all like Harrison Ford to be. <laughs>
2: I just that literally just occurred to me that like we have all these actual celebrities and then a fictional character played by a celebrity
1: You know, I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we think about it that hard
0: It's more (laughs) just like hey, this could be fun. It's a tower of cards man. and You're just gonna knock it all down (laughs) He's unveiled our uh, the
1: flaw in our and our content strategy
0: YouTube's gonna shut down the channel now that they know yeah (laughs) Oh, no Hey, we got a big announcement, don't we?
1: Yeah, so, um, guys, uh, I don't know if you've been following. I don't know. I'm just going to say I don't know before everything. No, you may not be following what's going on on quarterdigital.com, but if you are and you're a website member, we've got exciting news. Crew Cuts has been greenlit. Woo! That's the right. The vlogs
0: are back, baby. That's
1: right. The vlogs are B A C K. They are back. Yes. Um, so what happened was we said, "Hey, uh, we've got a whole slate of shows that we could possibly make." We put crew cuts out there, and we said, "You know what? We'd like to make this one." Here's a here's a low point goal. Let's get it going. And Let's what? Get it, going. it hasn't even been a week since we've announced the green light feature, and today, <laughs> today the uh, crew cuts show has been funded. So by the time this podcast comes out, there may be already the first episode. So if you guys are interested on Corridor mm Digital.com, we're going for it. On Corridor com. there's a new
0: show. This is cool. Man, looking at these other shows too, it's like Functional Filmmaking's got a a chunk taken out of it already. Son of a Dungeon's got a chunk taken out of it already. Yeah. Tactical Reloads though, that one's going to take a while that's an
1: ambitious show yeah it's gonna take a while but when it when it happens it'll be worth every penny (laughs) yeah no functional filmmaking is slightly ahead of son of a dungeon in terms of percentage towards uh towards completion and um that's gonna be another fun one to make i mean
0: yeah yeah this is great the website's looking so slick these days the yeah. background is the motion tracking triangles. You like that? You it's like very that? That is very yeah <laughs>
1: We added that in. Just a little, yeah. you know, a little visual distinction.
0: I might finally have a new homepage <laughs> instead of the default, like Mozilla Firefox homepage. <laughs> <laughs> You're using Firefox, Nico? Yeah. I got tired of how much memory Chrome was taking up these days. And, you know, Google, you know, I gotta say that not for being a giant mega corporation, they it could be a lot worse. But uh, you know, kind of like not selling my data all the time. Okay. <laughs> so then again, it's like you can Google my name and there's like you know, I'm on the internet, people know who no, I am. No,
1: see, Nico, we don't s- <laughs> people Nico know who I am. Here, yeah, let me yeah, give yeah. you the Zuckerberg response. Uh Facebook doesn't actually sell your data. Uh what we do is we we take all of the data and then we we tell you what the data is, but we don't actually <laughs> sell it to you. We right. still own it. You just you just buy access to it, and then we tell you what it is.
0: Right. We give you a summary of the data. Yeah.
1: So it's not selling your information, right?
0: <laughs> right. Right.
1: Exactly. Okay, Mark. Thanks. Thanks for yeah. that.
0: So Thank you, Marky I... Mark. So... <laughs> Thanks, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's really cool that the crew cuts has been greenlit and it's super exciting to have like a show that's for corridor Digital.com for all the people that wanted to see the vlogs back and wanted to support us and make it happen in a site where we can do it without having to worry about the algorithm. We can now support it on corridor Digital.com. And if you're listening to this and you're not a member, consider going over there and subscribing
1: within a week. Within I can't. A week. Yeah, I can't. I thought it would take at least a week, maybe it's two It's a little
0: scary how fast it happened. It <laughs> is because you
1: know, that's th- very intimidating. Like once we put these shows out there, as soon as they get made,
0: then we have to make them. <laughs> we got, we got to
1: yeah, we got work to do
0: boys. Yeah. No, nah, but we got, Daniel's doing an amazing job so far with putting the stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. No.
1: Um, so spe- another special announcement on the crew channel will happen on Friday this week. Ooh. Um, yeah, yes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, right. But
0: it, I want to I want to kick things off for the first topic of conversation here, if you don't mind, Jake. Go
1: go go for it.
0: All right, let's do it. Ren,
1: Ren, why Ren. did you cut your hair? It no, was that's
0: not it. It was <laughs> providing too much drag. Wait, drag? Why you you were trying to go fast recently? That's such a bad intro. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let me try tries again. Let me try tries again. I'm gonna hype there this up. There was one better. event recently. <laughs> so everybody probably already knows this listening to the podcast but you know what who doesn't like a good hype moment so here we go all right Ren is probably one of the best one wheelers i know uh he is very fast faster than the entire group and recently <laughs> future motion held a race for the rail which is their world championship one wheel race and they picked 10 people to go and they left three slots open as wild cards. and for some reason they didn't pick Ren for the first 10 people to go and Ren's like you know what <laughs> I can make a video and submit it and get that wild card slot because it's a popularity vote. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Ren does that. And, uh, you know, all of us listening on this podcast are fans of Ren. Um, and so, needless to say, Ren blows out the competition with the vote by like, what was it, 7,000 votes? Yeah,
2: I, it was
0: a little embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ren gets picked for the empty slot for the wild card slot. And here's the thing. Everybody's doubting him, right? Ren just got in because he's got a YouTube following just because he's popular. Can I mean, he actually th- hang with the big boys? That is exactly and... why I got in. <laughs> yeah. He's just a Ren dude said, rancher, man. So Ren's got a chip on his shoulder. He's got something to prove. And thus... Let's enter day one. Ren, tell us the story of yeah. Race well, Over the Rail.
2: Okay, well, I, I mean, yeah, just to kind of, like, add on to your little backstory there, it's like, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. So what they they had, they actually invited nine people, where originally it was just seven people, then they added two additional women, and then they had three additional wildcard spots that they left up to the community. And I don't think they exactly anticipated that I would want to join on this, because I don't think anyone in the one Rail community, like, took me seriously, including Future Motion themselves. Uh, they knew that I, like... Was this popular YouTuber who made YouTube videos with the one wheel? But like beyond that, <laughs> they didn't think I had any skill. They didn't think I had any speed. Other than my friends here in LA that I ride with who uh, I can keep up with, you know, like Brendan and Jamie, who were the other two wild card members. Brendan, the guy who went on to win the entire race, I've ridden with for a couple years now.
1: A wild card won the entire race?
2: Yeah. Thanks.
1: Wow. Yeah. So I don't Dang. know how much you Spoilers. know about any of this stuff. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Yeah, and I don't know. That's the end of
2: the story. <laughs> and the end. Moving on. But keep yeah, going, Keep going. Uh, yeah. So the, uh, it was cool that uh, you know both of my friends here in LA were able to join us on the wild card. So out of they narrowed down everyone. Okay, everyone got to submit a little video. It had to show speed, skill, and heart. And I just made a silly video of me trying to drink tea out of a teacup going down a really rough road uh on like a trail i was like that that shows all of those skills right you know speed and skill while not spilling my water in the end it kind of just looked like a silly goof but (laughs) hey you know what i got in so we all show up we all had to first submit a negative covid test
0: uh within a few days where did you go you said you all showed up where did you show up? yes
2: so we went to utah this uh town just outside of huntsville Utah, it's, a, it's like an hour north of Salt Lake City. Mm. We're all going to be competing on this, uh, this ski resort called Snow Basin. And, mm. man, oh, man, the Future Motion team was, like, super secretive about everything. In fact, <laughs> so much so that they're like, we're not even going to tell you the location of the race until two days before you show up. And so two days before we show up, they tell us location is Powder Mountain. Hmm so they're still being that's where we went with
1: sean oh is it really okay (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah.
2: i mean yeah it was cool (laughs) we showed up there's this (laughs) big lake uh and then so it's thursday night all the racers are there and they break the news okay it's not actually powder mountain it's going to be this place called snow basin oh which is closer and i think a little smaller i'm not quite sure but basically we had the run of the place kind of there are a lot of mountain bikers and hikers that we had to share everything with but (laughs) whenever official races were going everything was locked down pretty hard Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so we were not allowed to know any of the events so okay so to preface this last year this is the fifth year they've put on race for the rail it's their annual racing event in the last four years it's always been this big thing last year was the biggest one i don't know how many people showed up i want to say between like two and three hundred racers showed up and so the first two days Friday and Saturday are all qualifying rounds. Everyone's doing time trials, and then they narrow it down to the top 16 people. Mm-hmm. Top 16 fastest times, and they go on to actually do the race for the rail in these heats. That's that pretty is, competitive. It's very competitive, yeah. And this year, because of COVID, they didn't want to have a giant you know, convention-type organization, so they invited the top nine racers from last year with three additional wild cards, and so that's, that's where we're at. There are 12 racers, uh, most of them are like literally the top of the game. And I am someone who likes to ride one wheels a lot. And I like <sighs> to go fast. And I, I, I feel like I've gotten pretty good at it over, over the last like four and a half years of riding. But I don't know how I stack up against actual racers. Mm-hmm. And we're talking the best of the best are here. We got the Float Life crew here, <clears throat> you know, Jeff, Ra- Raquel, Bodie. We have uh, last year's winner, the winner from the year before
0: that. It's worth mentioning God. that you've talked about Bodhi many times and how he's probably the best trickster on the one wheel, it's, let alone rider. Yeah, no,
2: and so that's, that's the other thing is that there's this whole separate like movement that has been born out of one wheeling and that's just doing tricks. And it feels very much like the early days of skateboarding, like back in the early 80s when, mm-hmm. you know, this guy would like do a thing with his foot and the whole skateboard came off the ground and everyone was like what did you just do and he's like i don't know but i'm calling it an ollie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then goes on to invent the the kickflip uh, i'm blanking on his name again uh, legendary tony skateboarder hawk no not tony hawk uh, <laughs> oh my god bob burnquist no <laughs> he did a ted talk i can't think of his name uh it doesn't matter albert einstein yes albert einstein created the kickflip and yeah. so yeah that's kind of where we're at with one wheeling. but the problem is that like it's these a lot of these tricks can break your board. Oh, Rodney you... Mullen. Rodney Mullen, thank you, thank you, thank I you. I said yeah. Rodney Rod... Mullen. You did? Did, I did you? Not hear no, you, you didn't. Yeah, I did.
1: He's in Definitely Tony Hawk's. He's in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I heard you say Bob <laughs> Burnquist.
2: That <was laughs> yeah. Jake. Oh, well, I, I just heard it. I'm, I heard you say Einstein. <laughs> well, so okay, so <laughs> yes, Bodie is a very good trickster. So is. So is Jeff, Jeff McCosker from The Float Life. And so is Kyle from Wheel Fun Stuff, who was another wild card entry who didn't win the popularity contest. He's based Mm. out of San Diego. These guys are, like, literally creating new tricks. Like, they're doing heel flips and kick flips and all kinds of weird turns and pop shove and stuff with the one-wheel. Stuff that, like, literally no one thought was even possible just, like, two years ago. Let alone one year ago. So, yeah. But we're in a race. We're doing, like, freaking downhill hardcore racing and there are four races going into this whole thing the first one okay before we get all to that we had we got divided in teams so they uh of the four women of the group uh two of them ended up getting chosen to do kind of like the whole middle school round robin uh you know I pick you. I pick you. And then it goes down. And then it's literally just me and my friend Jamie are the last two people to get picked. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is my middle school experience all over again. And at this point, I'm wanting to embrace that. I'm like, please make me the last person selected. I want yeah. to be, I want to yeah. claim the official underdog spot. <clears throat> and even that was taken from me. I was selected second to last. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my friend Jamie was picked was picked last. Uh, and so it was the two teams. So that was Thursday night. So then Friday, we go into this, and it's uh, there's two race events of the day. And the first one, we all take uh, the gondola all the way up to the top of the ski mountain. We're required to have 50% battery. So that tells me we're going to race down to the bottom of the mountain. Yeah. <clears throat> but the race itself is a team race. And it's which team can get their entire roster across the finish line the fastest. Mm. And basically what that means is that it's... The slowest, the slowest rider from each team <laughs> is racing each other. Is kind of what that came down to. <laughs> so we decided to try to be as a group and just like, you know, I, I ended up being in the lead for most of it, just scouting lines, being like, you know, stick to the left. You know, this, this turns a little wishy-washy. Stick to the right over here. And But we're all kind of going as a cohesive group. Uh, the other team, they are just like, full send. Everyone just get to the bottom as fast as you can. And, and they ended up beating our time by like three minutes. It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was like, okay, well, okay. Uh, so then the second race of the day was a few hours later, and at this point, I had, I had taken some really hard tumbles going down the mountain. Mm. And they're on camera somewhere. Future Motion hasn't released that footage yet, but I were took a couple really— What do you mean?
1: No, like, they were racing. took the hard
2: tumbles. That was all part of the race? That was the actual race. And so that was the thing. We are dropping 4,000 feet over the course of the round, three and a half, four miles. And the first, like, chunk, like the first quarter mile to half mile was easily the sketchiest terrain I'd ever gone on. Like, Nico, we've ridden some pretty hard (laughs) stuff before. None of that compares to what we did for Race of the Rail. Really? Like, none of it. Wow. And so this first bit is basically just going down a giant gravel field at a really stupidly steep incline. And we're talking rocks anywhere the size of, like, gopros to full-on
0: like watermelons you're tail scraping potentially the whole time if you're trying to slow down
2: yes yeah and on top of that we're the first group to go so we don't know that we should not go that fast through this one section so we're all bombing it Mm -hmm. and everyone eventually kind of bails off the board at one point and I get down to the, and I bailed it once or twice going down this, get back on, you keep going. Then down at the bottom of it, I hit my board, hit a rock, and went this mm. way, and I went that way, and I just tumbled and I hit my, my hips so hard, <laughs> so hard. Fortunately, I was wearing that motorcycle jacket that uh, my friend Lance Hashida let me borrow, and mm. that like literally saved my life. On the second day, I hit my back really hard. I'm fairly ooh. confident I would have broken my back without that ah, back plate. Ooh. Like, I, and I'll get, I'll get to that story. You're going uh, hard, man. Dude, I was. Like, that first bit, I was going so hard. I was like, okay, I have to kind of take it easy. And then I was able to catch up with the rest of the group, pass them, and then, but we just stayed as a group the whole time. And this was where it kind of confused me a bit because I'm now in the lead easily. I'm, I'm, like, trying to go faster, but at a certain point, I literally stopped and turned around. I was like, where is everyone? <laughs> I had to wait for them to catch up. And so, you know, Ori and Dave, Tahoe Dave, were two racers that are very fast. And Dave won it two years ago, and he was second place last year. So he's also a very fast guy. One of the most humble people I've ever met. And, you know, they're they're behind me, but it's because they're sticking with uh, the rest of the group. And I was like, okay, all right. I didn't get a good uh, gauge on how I stacked up against the other fast racers from this yeah. first event. So that's where the second event came in. But problem is that it was like 6,000 feet base altitude up there, and... I started getting cramps in my legs and Mm. from the lack of oxygen. And I I was like, I hate a banana. What's wrong? (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was on top of my nutrition. I thought I was in shape. And then that second race came in and just kicked my butt. Cause it was, Mm. Oh my God. That second track was so difficult. It was so gnarly. Cause you go up and then you're, you're doing like these mountain bike trails where, There are certain sections of just nothing but rock where it feels like you're riding over a lava field. And there are sections Um, where it's like you have to hit this rock with enough speed that you could bonk over it and catch enough air to clear the next two rocks after it and then land and keep going. Otherwise, you're getting off your board. And this is expected of every racer just to be able to bonk over that stuff and catch (laughs) air and then keep going and then going around stuff. And (laughs) And I was doing really well the first half of that second race. And I was like, all right, I might, I have, I've yet to even fall off. I think I might actually do really good. And then the second half of the race, my legs started cramping up. I started losing strength in my thighs to the point that like I would, I would land after hitting a, a jump and my leg didn't have the strength to like withstand it. And, man, I I fell off several times. My board fell off the trail at one point, tumbling down. I was like, no! (laughs) Fortunately, I got caught up in some bushes, so it didn't take too much time. There there was a lot of confusion about directions on this race. Like, there were forks that weren't clearly labeled. And at one point, I I probably wasted 30 seconds not being sure where to go because there's this fork to the right. I was like, okay, I think this is the way to go. This is the way I remember going. And then just at that moment, I saw a racer going up the hill, the guy after me. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the way back. And I, I get oriented to go that way. And then I hear...
0: Nope. Oh, 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 oh,
1: Ren, Ren,
0: Ren, 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 no, I'm on the seat, I'm on the end of my seat, man. <laughs> Which way did you have to go? Which oh, way did we go? We never know now. Did he go left or right? He saw oh, the guy going no. up the hill, but oh no, <laughs> does that mean
1: that the guy was going the right way, or does that mean that the guy tricked him?
0: And I don't know. He
1: wasn't supposed to go that way.
0: All right, Jake, let's take bets. Did Ren blue screen or did his internet cut out? Uh, his internet cut out. You think in I think he blue screened. Well, I think he's uh, Yeah, I think he blue screened. Maybe. Which means he lost his recording too. Look at (laughs) his, Christian cut cut to his, oh man.
1: Before we go any further, it's time to tell you guys about today's sponsor, Storyblocks. Now, yeah, if you listen to this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about Storyblocks in the past. And there's actually a very specific reason for that. Now, they like to sponsor this podcast because we actually use Storyblocks here at Corridor Digital. Whether you're just an amateur creator or an aspiring professional or already a professional creator yourself, we've all come across the moment. You're working on a project, you're trying to finish, and you're thinking, look, you know what would be perfect here? If I just had B-roll of this thing or if I just had a sound asset that that sounded like this or if no one would save me a few hours here, a motion graphic or some sort of After Effects template that I could just drop into this title sequence and it would make my life so much easier and I'd get this project done way faster. We've all experienced that and Storyblocks is the solution for us here at Corridor Digital. Why? Because with an unlimited all-access plan, we can download as much from the site as we want in high quality 4k, a site that's constantly being updated, and we can use that wherever we want. So whether or not we're working on a project for a client, or we're just working on a project for YouTube, or we're just working on a project for ourselves, Storyblocks has the solution when it comes to all of your stock asset needs. I don't need to tell you how nice it is to have a place where you can go, where every time you get to that moment in a project, you just go Storyblocks. So if you guys are interested in making your life easier, or you want to just add another tool to the arsenal of things that you have as a video creator, head on over to storyblocks.com slash cast, or click the link in the description below. Okay? Okay. Storyblocks.com slash corridor cast. You're good. You're not going to forget. Okay. Back to the podcast.
0: He's oh. gone. Oh no! Oh
1: no! Oh no! Oh, quick,
2: fill
0: in the apps. Oh, he's back. Maybe he okay. didn't blue screen. Red.
2: God dang! Internet cut out. The internet cut out for a moment. Ah. Jake was right. <laughs> <laughs> I was People literally about trying... to text you. I was about to try to like tether into my phone.
1: <laughs> we don't know what happened. You you, you yeah, were in the middle right of left. You, you were in the middle of the story, and you're like. And then I sat there for thirty seconds, and I was looking both ways, and then I saw another racer. Up on the other end of the hill. And that made me want to go. Uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Dang, I kept talking for a bit after that too. So which
2: way did you okay. go? <clears throat> so I was about to head up that road. Cause I'm like, cause it curls back. And then it comes down to the starting line. And that's, you know, where the guy was going. Bodie was yeah. the guy after me. And I was like, okay, that's the way to go. And so I, I get oriented to go that way. And then I hear off in the distance, straight, go straight. And I'm <laughs> like, okay. Dang it! Because I had already gotten off my board, turned around, and and gotten back on it, and then I had to get off again, turn it back around. Because there's not enough room to like literally turn around, uh, and I didn't have the strength to do my little 180. But uh, Hmm. yeah, and so I get down to the bottom, and I didn't. uh, I I placed ninth place. I don't know how much of this Mm. I'm retelling again. No, no, this is
0: brand new. Okay, so (laughs) nine. I think my
2: final time was like nine minutes and fifty-two seconds, and the guys that I wanted to be competitive against were getting like. Seven Eight and a half minutes to nine minutes. Oh <laughs> no! Uh, so Dom and Bodie both placed very good times. I think Dom's time was like seven and a half minutes or something like that. So you, you. This is the individual race. So okay, this is the second of four races, and they're individual time trials. Okay, but in order to win the entire event, your team collectively has to have the shortest time. Does I that see. make sense?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And that was
2: sense. the other thing. They they had this whole, like, money purse thing that each team, uh, if you win that event, had $3,000 going to your team. <clears throat> and there were three events, so you could potentially end up getting $9,000. But you can only take home that money. 9000 split between the six racers. But you can only take home that money if a racer on your team won the final race for the rail. Oh, that's a catch. It's a bit of a catch. <laughs> it's so, a big catch. <laughs> let's say hypothetically, we won all three events, but then Brendan, who was on the other team, went on to win the whole thing. We got nothing.
0: That's lame. <laughs> it would have been
2: lame, but it didn't play out that way. So, so how uh, did
1: how, how did they determine who the best individual is?
0: I think that's coming the up.
1: Shortest time? What do you mean? Okay. Yeah, right. So so but it wasn't just a team thing, like
0: so yes
2: so it was it was team it was a team thing in the sense that like someone's got to win this event uh one of the teams do but the actual qualifying times were what those times were used as qualifying times for the final race for the rail and how we ended up getting bracketed in the heats i see for the final race there are going to be three heats of four people each so in
0: this in this uh race number two of four races Mm -hmm. you placed ninth yes not last place.
2: It wasn't last place, which, to be honest, was the one thing that I actually wanted. Or at least that was the thing I said out loud that I wanted. <laughs> In <laughs> reality, I wanted to, to do first. <laughs> yeah, I just okay. <laughs> didn't want to be last. I didn't want to. I want because it's like going into this whole thing. No one knows anything about who I am other than like I, I have like this personality online. Right. And I wanted mm-hmm. to prove to them that I deserve to be here. I wanted to prove to all of the other racers that submitted wildcard submissions that you know, they're them getting snubbed wasn't in vain.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, you know. there's two one wheels in your back in the background of your video feed, by the way. You oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you lost this is where they live. You
1: lost that race by a minute and a half,
0: though, Ren. Yeah, so I mean, there were there
2: that's well, a well, okay. Pretty, there were two other gap. racers that were a lot closer. Um, I think Raquel had a closer time, and Zoe had a, had a closer time. They were around like nine minutes and six seconds, and nine minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, okay. yeah, it was a big gap. And that was why that whole night I was kind of depressed being like, dang, I don't deserve to be here. You're, this did sucks. You, did
1: you have like a, did Nick capture you having like a self-reflective moment in the mirror, like in the, <laughs> in the hotel room? Like kind of, you so, know,
2: I guess we also haven't clarified. We brought Nick along <laughs> with us and recorded an entire, uh, thing, you know, uh, we, yeah. you know, a whole, you know, he was there documenting the entire process, all the highs and lows that I went through, all the highs and lows that all the other racers went through. It's a big thing lots of footage it's gonna be another couple of weeks before that video comes out uh but i think it'll be a really good one yeah I, in the end an underdog story had a big through line through the whole thing so i think it'll be a good video because uh, brendan we you know he went on to win the whole thing and you know he's a friend of mine we're gonna have him come by the studio probably next week to show off his uh trophy his nunchucks oh, cool. his golden but... nunchucks
0: <laughs> so awesome.
2: I, I totally lost where i was in the story uh so
0: you just finished race two of four yes yeah and you got so, ninth place.
2: And I, was, and I was bummed about that. And so then the next day uh, we show up and there's like some media time. There's a professional photographer on, on site taking photos of us going through these trails. And I'm just kind of like hanging out, having a good time. But the third event is scheduled for early that afternoon. And I'm kind of just like, all right, this is my last chance to prove myself. And so we get up there and it's a relay race. This is up at the top mm. of the gondola. We're at like 10,000 feet altitude up here. And... It's just a small, like, maybe a half-mile loop. Uh, very technical terrain, but not as technical as the second race track.
1: Hmm.
2: It was, so it was much shorter. We got, uh, This guy named Tucker Doss uh, came and flew his drone around and got some FPV footage of us, so you can actually clearly see, like, how cool of a track this was. Nico, you'd love to race this one. But... Yeah,
0: it sounds great. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, there were great moments of, like, you're going along and it's, like, smooth... Uh, slightly rocky single track but then there'd be bits of like big rocks that you'd have to navigate through but there was always Mm. a line that you can actually ride through if you're careful as opposed to the second track which was like hit it and hope for the best (laughs) so the other team went first and it was a relay race it was just one after another and everyone's averaging somewhere between two minutes 15 seconds and like two and a half minutes per racer Mm -hmm. and then our team goes up and they they did really well they got like i want to say like 13 minutes or something like that total uh, so then we go up we get our order straight and I'm, go- I'm like the fourth racer to go and all right and i'm like i'm in the zone at this point i am focused and i am i'm coming at this like i'm gonna do this and i didn't want to like do a full send where i could risk actually falling so i don't know if i was giving it 90 percent maybe between 80 and 90 percent but i was focused on just being careful to not fall off the board and to go as fast as i can through all the straight bits Mm-hmm. So I did it. Managed to not fall off my board, and I was feeling good. Even the final bit there, where it, the hardest bit of that whole race was like the final like 100 feet, where it, got, where it got like really rocky. Really. And I managed to get that and finish over the finish line. And then I got my time back, and I got two minutes and ten seconds, which Is that- was that put me in fourth place amongst oh, everyone. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so I achieved
0: that's good. what I
2: wanted. I wanted to yeah. have competitive times, and so I ended up beating. Uh the only two people out of everyone who raced, the only there were three people who beat me it was Dom, who won last year, Bodie, who is a very good fast rider, who is the kind of the favorite to win this year. It was a big rivalry between Dom and Bodie, and Dave. Tahoe Dave, who, Tahoe who's Dave this, who's this forty three year old unassuming guy who happens to be stupidly fast on a one wheel. He's been <laughs> on the podium like three years in a row and he won it one of those years, second place last year. Yeah, um, Anyway, they were the only, and Dave's time was like two minutes and six seconds, so he only beat me by four seconds. Dom was two minutes even, Bodie was a minute 55, so I'm like pretty close, but I beat Brendan's time, I beat Ori's time, uh, you know, Jeff McCosker's time. I beat those guys' times on this track, and of course they're going to say, oh, I wasn't trying that hard, I'm waiting Bob for Bob Bernquist, the
1: thing. Sure Chad Muska. Were. Sure they were. <laughs> Rodney Mullins' time, Bob Bernquist's time. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Tony Hawk's time.
2: But here's the thing, though. That made it so that, like, I actually deserve to be here now. I set a time that was amongst, like, the top racers. Yeah. That's huge. I did it! I I did it! That was all I wanted! I had no... I, I didn't think I was going to win anything. I d- was hoping to just not get last, but internally I was really hoping to, to earn the other racers' respect. That was kind of the one thing. I wanted to earn their respect as a racer, not as a person. I'm sure I had no doubt I was going to be able to earn their respect as a person.
0: <laughs> That's what I do. I respect <laughs> but, you as a racer, but I don't respect you as a person. <laughs> Can I interject so to the story for just a second? Here? Do it. So, So this is the point... I don't know if everybody listening knows this or not, but I've I've been in the wilderness for the past like eight days, Uh, like literally in the middle of nowhere on the border between Canada and Minnesota, where there's it's just pure wilderness, like 20 miles in uh, that you had to get there without any motors. You had to do it through canoes and hiking. So on the like on the way in, this is as far as we've gotten in the story, at least what I've seen, because I went in on uh, Sunday morning and this is Saturday when you finish this race, Ren. Yeah. And then. For a week straight, I didn't have any cell phone coverage or anything like that. And there's three things I was looking forward to when I got back out. First one was seeing my wife and my kid again. The second one was playing Microsoft Flight Simulator, which I've been looking forward <laughs> to for like a year and came out in the middle of the trip. And the third thing, and one of like the first things I did when I got out there, was I watched the race, the final oh, race. Because wow. <laughs> I knew going in, you had gotten fourth place and the time's like, oh, shit, Ren's competitive. I wonder what's going to happen. All right. Tell us about the final race. So the final race.
2: This is the final day. And going into this race, I was nervous because like they, they I don't know the name of the team they hired to do the whole live stream production, but it was a legitimate team of like a dozen people. They they normally do. Ugh, I'm going to get this wrong, but I think they do like the World Surfing Championships. They're the ones who like oh. broadcast that on TV and stuff. So this is like yeah. a legit team. We, they uh, are
0: professionals we, who we worked for them back in like 2009. What? Yeah, Sam and I did the... Uh, I mean, it was 2010. We did the Surfer's Choice Awards, which is a live stream show for all the titles. I think it was probably those guys.
2: Dang, okay. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> they they had a whole setup. They had, you know, multiple cameras, multiple wireless cameras as well on GoPros, on drones, and they they had a whole, like, uh, switching team just monitoring the feed, switching back and forth. So it was like... It was it felt like a real, like, nice. full-on production. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, big props to the Future Motion team for making that happen. Uh, but, yeah, so... It's like we get up there. This is a thing. So, I'm in the first heat. I'm the first one to go down the mountain with three other racers, and I'm up against Angel, who was a teammate of mine, but she had been uh, kind of in the in, at the back of the, of all of the times. Plus, she also really hurt her hip on that first race, so I think that was kind mm-hmm. of slowing her down quite a bit. So, I, needless to say, I wasn't too worried about beating her. But the two other people I was racing against were Dom and Brendan. Mm. <laughs> That's last year's champion and this year's champion so <laughs> I was like okay but I didn't know Brendan was gonna go on and win the whole thing to be honest I don't think any of the racers expected that it was kind of an upset everyone was expecting it to be either Dom or Bodie, and so I knew I wasn't gonna be able to beat Dom my only mm-hmm. goal was to beat Brendan so that I can proceed to the next heat mm-hmm. and so I'm like all right Brendan's gonna sorry Dom's gonna win this Brendan will be close behind, and hopefully, I'm like right there giving Brendan a run for his money. And we get going down, and I'm going fast. Uh, I'm behind. I'm right behind Dom. I'm neck and neck with Brendan, and we're kind of going along. Brendan gets ahead of me, and then I hit like I got stuck in this chunky bit in the middle of the track, where it's just boulders, essentially half buried boulders, and it was like basically going down a staircase, like. (laughs) Except I'm going 23 miles an hour, you know, and so it was like, and so my feet just slowly vibrated off the board and then I had to just jump off and the moment, the moment I stepped off the board, I knew it was over. I knew there was absolutely no way I was going to catch up and Mm -hmm. I was, I was right. And so (laughs) I spent the rest of that race just like trying not to fall off my board, just having a good time with it. Every time I went by a camera, I was like, like, yeah, like putting my hands out, (laughs) doing a wing motion and stuff like that. And then I get down to this point and I'm like coming up to this cameraman. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make a face for him and he's looking the other way (laughs) hey i'm coming by you should have your camera on me and i didn't realize this until after the race ended but this is a totally normal thing in races no one cares about whoever's not in first or second place (laughs) (laughs) so the moment i stepped off that board i did not appear on camera for the rest of the race until after i had finished i'm not
0: even on camera finishing the race i'm
2: on camera going oh oh Oh,
0: you won <laughs> you won what <laughs> yeah i noticed that when they got to the finish line when they cut to the feed they actually cut to the feed at the top of the mountain instead of the bottom of the mountain from they crossed the finish line yeah yeah <laughs> that's so that
1: classic those, and yeah. racist though like uh for sure it, it, like yeah having having run enough track to to uh experience that you know like you're like, wait, I was, I was in fourth this whole race. I wasn't on camera one time.
2: Yeah, no, it's like I totally get it. I totally get it. But what I didn't know at the time was that the upset was occurring in my race. Brendan mm-hmm. passed Dom, and Dom was not able to recover, and Brendan won that heat. I didn't crazy. realize that until after I, I finished, and everyone's like, yeah, Brendan. I'm like, wait, Brendan won? Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, that's so didn't, is, did, did they determine the final winner by two two heats or did they have the did he make it on to like a final heat then and race so, again so
2: that's the thing They're, uh first round there are three heats and the top two racers from each of those heats go on to the second round okay and the second round contains two heats with three racers each oh okay so, so they, did,
1: they didn't race everyone with the fastest times together in a finale like they just picked from those final three heats the fastest time.
2: i i'm not exactly sure i mean the the two fastest racers from each heat got uh bracketed out uh in this second round so it's like a tournament
0: bracket where so yeah it's it's a tournament dom and dom and brandon brendan brandon brendan 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 Brendan. dom and brendan floaty mcfly yes to the next one and then Mm -hmm. from the other heat two guys went on from that and then it's those four people racing against each other three and three Sorry. okay two heats
2: three racers each yeah Okay. Yeah, and and that was so that was when uh oh my friend Jamie won his heat. He got to go on. Uh, which was another uh unexpected thing for everyone cuz he's a bit of a heavier guy, but here's the thing. When you put him on a downhill slope, he is faster than everyone. And That's right. sure enough, he beat everyone in that first race. And so that was also a bit of an upset because he was racing against Bodie and Dave, and he beat okay, both of them.
1: So red, the question everyone is wondering, what did you place? I don't know my final placement. What was your, comparatively, with your final time? I your, don't know. Your, they didn't I give do you not, your
0: final time? They're, they're like, he's
1: know. not in first. He doesn't get a time either. <laughs> I mean, kind
2: of. Like, a lot of us are still waiting on our times for that. Like, I don't know what oh, my wow. actual final time for that, for that race is. I'd like to know, because I know Brendan's final, final race was 2 minutes and 56 seconds. Mm. And that was the fastest run of the entire day. I wouldn't be surprised if my time was, like, 3 minutes and, and like, 45 seconds or something i don't know
0: so Pro, hopefully only less beat, than that you not only beat your everybody dom in your heat he then beat everybody again in the next in heat the sec- afterwards
2: exactly so in the second round he was up against <clears throat> dom and i think bodie i think it was those three guys in that in that race and and same thing happened again he was able to overtake overtake dom it's and like up against
0: scotty pippen and michael jordan
2: <laughs> and yeah yeah and and he just but he had good strategy going into that race he had uh he knew the the parts where he was able to go fast and overtake and 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 even like the arc there's this one challenging bit where was going through the grass where there was technically a trail but it was like this wide and mm-hmm. it didn't give you any room to like maneuver or anything so a lot of racers kind of went in the grass but that was a bit of a a toss-up because you know the grass is bumpy and holy and and several racers went down in the grass, but he managed to find the spot where he was able to basically take a really wide turn and then come in uh, with a really tight turn at the end of that to overtake Mm. Dom on the the final section of Sidewalk.
0: That sounds cool.
2: Yeah, it was was honestly a really exciting race. We got kicked out of the building at one point because me and a few of the other racers who were out were, uh, we were... Hanging out in the building that the live stream team was working in, and we we're erupting like, "Oh my god!" because we we're watching on our phones, just streaming the race like everyone else. Uh, like, "Oh my god!" and we got kicked out because we we're distracting the actual live stream team.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, Ren, if we had to average all the times you place, you got fourth in one, you got ninth in another. You're. Seventh best? I,
2: I don't even want to give a number for that because I think it's 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 not know, meaningful feel, to put a number on it. I
1: feel like we owe a <laughs> number. <least> one.
2: <laughs> I think I ranked it about number one. Yeah, I'd say that was where my, my guess would be how I ranked up against everyone. Yeah.
0: Oh, Christian says uh, you're the sixth seed. That's this, what Christian says. This
1: could be from a he sent through something the sixth through. Sixth
0: seed. He's looking at the tournament brackets. You said you were the 6th seed. Oh, well, the
1: seed doesn't mean necessarily that's how you finished though. Oh.
0: Oh, it has your times here, Ren. Oh, oh it
2: 95222
0: is what your time is.
2: Oh, that okay, oh. no. That was that was from that second race. Gotcha. Those are all times from our second race. And so I wasn't the number 6 seed. That was my number. My number gotcha. on my jersey is number
1: 6. Oh, okay
0: man so Bre- brendan so you heard it here around. first
1: ren weigman the sixth best one wheeler
0: <laughs> <laughs> man it's crazy that brendan took uh three heats in a row and this dave is 43 years old and he took he was in the final heat mm-hmm. it's nuts he's God been damn like, tahoe Dave. he's
2: been on the yeah that's what i'm saying he's like stupidly fast he uh and the- you guys are so on stock boards that was yeah so that was the other thing we were we were told you had to use stock boards which meant zero modifications to the tire the foot pads the bumpers the battery nothing everything had to be factory delivered doesn't didn't have to be new you were we were able to use our own boards as long as there are no modifications so i actually borrowed a friend's board that was purely unmodified but it'd been broken in it had like five or six hundred miles on it so i was going to use that and basically right at the time we're getting there They changed their mind they're like no everyone has to use a board that is fresh out of the box and not a single racer was happy about that because the vega tire which is the stock tire that comes with the one wheel is notoriously hard to ride for Hmm. for like trail riding it's 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 put in the one wheel because it's a very flat profile and so it's a very stable riding tire but if you're wanting to do any sort of carving, it's got a lot of like turn resistance and whatnot. And so, what all of us did the night before, which we were allowed to do, we were allowed to break in the tire however we wanted. So I learned some new things about breaking in tires. Hmm. First, you shave down the corner of the tire by basically grabbing the front uh, like this, like you're holding like a like a hard drive or something like this. You know, you grab it here and you activate the front sensors, and then you tilt it back so the the wheel is trying to like ride away from you.
0: And Mm -hmm. then you basically
2: just tilt it on its side and let it burn out on the corner of the tire. Mm -hmm. Huh? And you just do that. And you're, you're hearing like this high, it literally, it literally sounds like someone's burning out in a car and you know, you're getting those familiar fumes of burnt rubber. You're leaving behind a little stain on the, on the concrete and you just kind of do that back and forth until you get a little bit more of a rounded profile. The second thing you got to do is you got to lower your PSI down to around like five PSI or less. Hmm. And you just. You just ride around for like a couple miles, just doing really tight, hard curves, uh, and that'll break down the sidewalls of the tire because the sidewalls yeah. are really stiff on a brand new tire, and you can actually feel it. It kind of feels almost like it's like it vibrates a little bit. It's crunchy feeling, yeah. Mm-hmm. And and that's just the the sidewalls actually buckling whenever it's going underneath you. But the more times it buckles, the more broken in it gets, and eventually that that crunchiness starts going away. And then you inflate it back up, and all of a sudden you've got like this tire that feels great. after like like two miles on this tire and it's a broken in tire and this like this is info i was getting from you know jeff mccosker bodie dom these guys are like oh yeah no this is what you do and they're all doing it as if it was like (laughs) common knowledge and i'm like wow i'm learning
0: so much (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool so as was the prize ever another one wheel um no (laughs) i guess it makes sense it's like Hi, all you professional one-wheelers! Here, have a one wheel. It's like, what am I going to do with this? Well, okay, so there's a big <laughs> asterisk to that. So
2: all the writers were hoping that we were going to be able to keep the stock board, but they their their budget was tight enough that they didn't have it in their budget to be able to give those boards away. They're already hmm. spending so much money on everything else, on all our travel and all accommodations. The COVID restrictions were keeping stuff complicated. The whole like you know streaming team was expensive. Ridding out the mountain was expensive. I'm sure. So it was a bit of a bummer that none of us got to like, keep the boards. That would have been cool, but I, I don't know. I, I, I got pretty close with uh, the team as a whole from Future Motion, and, I, and I've developed a lot of sympathy for, for them because you know they're just trying to do the best that they can with what they're allowed to do. And mm-hmm. I, I, I see a lot of hate that they get online, and having like, talked with them a bit now, I think it's a little undeserved a little bit and so I, I have some sympathy for him now that being said it would have been really cool to get some one wheels out of this so what ended up happening <laughs> so again going back to the whole team aspect team delirium which was the other team were, were in the end a much faster team did they name you guys
1: us. after riding profiles
2: yes yeah so it's team delirium and team skyline so team wow. skyline and delirium were they're approximately the same sort of aggressive profile riding mode Uh, on both the XR and the Pint, Mm. respectively. And, yeah, so the other team, they just ended up having way faster riders, and they crushed us by a lot in every event. So that whole team got a $9,000 purse that they were Mm. going to split amongst themselves if one of their racers won the entire race. Brendan was on that team. He won the thing, so they all got the money. And Brendan ended up getting, I want to say, like $5,000, I think. Maybe is more. I don't exactly know. So if you, like, yeah, actually, yeah, that's what it was. He ended up winning six thousand five hundred dollars because the six of them split that nine thousand dollars, and he got five thousand for winning and the one and a half thousand for winning the whole thing. And so what they wow. ended up doing is they they made this deal that they can either take the check for fifteen hundred dollars or they can take the one wheel, <laughs> and that's what I think all of them ended up doing. I think because there's this whole thing with like hardware version. I, and I don't want to dive too into the the technical weeds here because of, of things. I don't want. Well, i yeah, sure anyway. all
0: purists about like you need to have this iteration from this year because they use this type of hardware profile that is well. It's unmatched. because
2: Future Motion is fighting back against modding, and so they've the the from hardware version 4210 onwards, the controller board and the battery pack are paired, mm. so you can't repair them anymore without replacing both. And mm. it's like if you're if you're if the bms in your battery dies you can't just swap it out with a new one you have to also swap out your controller board it's it's a really unfortunate thing but it's their attempt to you know fight back against the very real liability of if some one of their boards you know explodes Explodes. (laughs) you know (laughs) even if it's not their fault at all like their brand recognition is on the line with that so they're yeah it, it sucks as a person who very much so supports the right to repair it's the same sort of mentality that tesla takes and it's it's a bit of a bummer, but I get it. So anyway, some of the boards that they were racing were 4209 boards, which were Whoa. boards that you can fix and repair. And so they're like, yes, these boards are valuable. They traded those out. I also had the opportunity to buy it. I think they gave, they were giving us like $175 off uh, the full price to be able to buy it. So I had the option of doing that, but I was like, I was, <laughs> I was prepared to buy it. I was going to, but only if I won enough money from this event to do it. <laughs>
1: What what happens, get another one wheel. what happens but, if you win the race but your team doesn't have the overall fastest or lowest time? You would still win the money for you. hmm But your team, but doesn't your team win the nine grand. Your
2: team yeah. I see.
1: Interesting. Okay. So
2: yeah, if Dave ended up winning, who was on our team, Dave would have won five thousand dollars and the other team would have gotten nothing.
1: Good old Tahoe Dave. They wouldn't have gotten <laughs> anything even though they would have had a fastest overall Yeah. Even though they would have had the fastest overall time. Mm-hmm.
0: If Dave would have won,
1: man, Dave won. I, look, I I don't mean to. That's <sighs> how they chose to do it, and it seems you know. like it. I, I don't know what their financial situation is. Okay, I'm not here to judge, but I do want to say this: like for bringing everybody out and for as many one wheels as they probably sell, and for as expensive as they are, I just feel like you know, the $175 <laughs> coupon <laughs> off thing. Not really doing it for me. It I, I, again, I'm not trying to dog on them, but like, no, wh- where's that coming from? See that,
2: that, I think that was a pretty shared, uh, feeling. And I, I certainly felt that way until I started talking with the team and kind of like learned a little bit more about how, how, uh, strapped they are. Like, apparently it's actually really difficult for them to get boards. Cause we're like, what are they going to do with these race boards? like, They can't give them away. And they're like, no, we're going to use them as like boards for us anytime we need to go anywhere, use them for marketing research or whatever. Like, it's really hard for them to get. Or, like, if they go in events and they have to bring some boards out, stuff like Mm -hmm. that, they do that quite a bit. Your dog. It's apparently hard for them to get boards in general. And, and yeah, it's like, it's, it's strange. Like, I feel like the marketing team is kind of detached from the rest of the company and like they don't even know what, what, like the next one wheel is going to be, you know, like um, Hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure they might have an idea, but like there's a lot of like separation between like the R and D team, the engineers and and, like the marketing and yeah, I don't know. I have nothing but respect for the entire marketing team and the engineering team. But that being said, I'm just,
1: Come on! <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it's not. It's not like it's the team is making that decision, right? Somebody, of course. Somebody of course. higher up is making that decision. My personal so.
2: theory, which is perhaps completely based on nothing, but I, I have a feeling that their whole, the whole company is run by lawyers. Really? I think. I, I think that they're they're very much so like. And again, I, this is unsubstantiated speculation. I think that a lot of their decisions are based on how can we mitigate risk uh, several yeah. times over
0: it's how can soo- we, the hundred I imagine
1: the coupon I I- sounds like it's run by lawyers. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. That's say, so-
0: you know, based on like how the, the company started too, it's like, you know, basically some surfers want a way to surf on the sidewalk, you know, so they kind of put together this device. It definitely feels like, you know, they were also like, and I also can't wait to be the CEO of a large company in, you know, San Jose, California. Like, they don't strike me as that's yeah. where they were coming from necessarily.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I, and I get that that desire to be, you know, really conservative and whatnot. You know, but if you fall at the same off time, a motorcycle and sue they Harley, <laughs> they're <laughs> advertising these guys doing the most extreme stuff possible on their board. And the speeds that like Dom and Brendan were hitting, they were hitting 26 miles an hour of sustained that's insane. riding. Like, I think Brendan hit 25.9 and Dom hit 26.2. That's nuts.
0: It's That's absolutely like a nuts. Is, don't go faster than you're willing to crash at. <laughs> yeah. And that,
2: was, that yeah. was Brendan's mentality through all that. He's like, I'm just, I'm just going to go as fast as I physically can if I crash. So be it. That's my fate. And that was why I wore the armor because I knew I was going to have to adopt that mentality. And I knew that there was a very real likelihood that in doing so, I would go down and injure myself really hard. Yeah, you
1: definitely want to be wearing armor when you're racing that hard yeah. in those ter- yeah. in that terrain. Like, no question about it. Yeah, because you will fall. Oh, so going back to earlier when I said
2: I would have broken my back, <laughs> they're so. like
1: MotoGP riders and they they don't wear armor.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so uh, this is after the third race on the second day, and we're heading down the mountain because we did the whole race up at the top there. So now we're doing the same track we did the first race of the first day. And so now I have a better idea going into it. And sure enough, I was able to do that whole really sketchy first section without falling off my board once. And I did all right. And I was going through. And Jeff and I, Jeff McCosker, runs the Float Life. Awesome dude. Really into one wheels and how they work and how to like get them to do tricks and stuff like that. And he has arguably some of like, the best accessories that you can get for the one wheel. Float plates, stuff like that. And so he's also very renowned for being fast. He won the race for Float Life Fest last year, which is the other one wheel racing event i hope to make it out there someday it's just in i think north carolina so it's a little hard to get out there mm-hmm. and anyway so he's a bona fide speedster and so him and i are racing going down this track and uh, i'm sure he was kind of taking it casually i wasn't going super hard but i was i was still kind of trying to push it but at a certain point i got stuck in the middle again hit some rocks and my board went out and i managed to get one step down but that step Spun me around in the air, so now I'm flying headfirst down the 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 trail (laughs) down this fire road, but upside down. So like I'm my face is at the sky, and I just land on these rocks, like boulder sized rocks. And I slid probably like ten or fifteen feet before coming to a stop. And like you know, jarred you know neck whiplash from my neck, hit my head hard. Uh, I tore up my brand new jersey that I we had just been gifted for the final race the next day. I put it on, (laughs) shredded it. <laughs> um, but it's great now because now they're like you know they're cool uh, cool scars. But I was able to bounce up from that like it was nothing. But I am nearly one hundred percent positive I would have cracked uh one of those like little fins on your vertebrate. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure I would have broken one of those on yeah. that crash because I yeah. hit hard.
1: No, you got to wear a gator when you're doing that at least. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because I had a full-on plate like yeah. an actual strong plate going along
0: my entire spine. Yeah.
1: Good thing you That's did.
0: Shoulder pads, elbow pads, yeah. Yeah, Ren. That whole race sounds like an awesome experience. And honestly, like you know, the speaking from I guess you know the corridor side of things, like the one wheel guys have always been very elusive to try to talk to. Like it's it's they're clear a that they're elusive. Uh, yeah, well, it's also clear that they're like a very young company, and like you know. Some parts of the company have expanded it a lot. Other parts of the company are still kind of catching up. It's like, you know, it's like here at Corridor, like we're hiring our first IT guys, like, you know, 12 yeah. years into running this business now. Yeah. You know, so it's like like something's laying behind here and there. And like, you know, trying to talk to them and figure things out has always been... Hard, because there's not really anybody to talk they're, to.
1: They're elusive owners, Kepler and Schwartz, LLP. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that be the guys that started it or something. Some, some, yeah,
1: some elusive no-name firm, law firm somewhere. Wait, you
2: mean you made those names up?
1: Yeah, I'm just making okay, it go. up. Because
2: yeah. I, th- I do think they did take in a big uh, ownership thing at some point in the last two years. But Kyle is the name of the guy who actually invented the one wheel. I've always okay. wanted to meet him. Kyle, if you happen to see this come have dinner Kyle, with me. If, you, if you're at
0: 50, if you're at 53 minutes into this podcast <laughs> <laughs> you owe it to us to uh, at least say hi <laughs> no i've he's apparently very
2: uh reclusive and in in and so well, Dude, he just wants to ride
0: his one wheel man he yeah. just wants to ride his special one wheel that no one else has that has replaceable batteries and a motor that's twice as powerful and all those other things that we want to see in the <laughs> I don't one think wheels. we'll ever
2: see replaceable
0: batteries in a one wheel. I agree. I hope I, to be I, wrong, I, but I don't think it'll happen. No, I 100% agree. I don't think the uh the mechanics are there for it.
2: Yeah. So after after we're done with this whole podcast Nico, I'll tell
0: you all about my new
2: one wheel battery cuz I don't want to talk about it here, but Ooh. it's a thing. It's a thing. Speaking of one wheels
0: exploding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's super cool, man. Like, yeah,
2: basic, yeah. It was, it was an incredible time, and the thing that I knew was going to be my favorite part didn't uh, disappoint me. My favorite part was just hanging out with all the other racers, all the other people there. It was just a really, really fun time, just getting to know everyone. And and talking shop, you know, with one wheelers like Dom is a 15 year old kid, well, 16 now is uh, 15 last year when he won it. So he's just like a high mm. school kid and he's going into his senior year now. And like, you know, they're doing these classes over Zoom. So instead of like actually paying attention to class, he's like repairing one wheels and like selling parts on the <laughs> side, like making this whole business for himself, hustling like crazy. And so him and I talked shopping oh, about that's, like, controllers and that's batteries the mysterious, and all kinds of
1: stuff. That's the mysterious dom. I've heard of this kid. You, now that yeah, yeah, now that you put it, mentioned him in that context, he's come up yeah. in conversation before, and I'm like, who's this? He's like one of those characters in like a like a like an Ocean's Eleven uh, assembly montage, and they're going around to like different people, and he's the kid in high school. That's <laughs> that's what he sounds like.
2: Yeah, he just happens to be incredibly good on a one wheel. He his like sense of balance and speed going over really difficult terrain
0: is is almost unmatched. <laughs> so, Ren, here's the big question. Yeah, are you going to be back as one of the regular riders next Hell year, yeah. or are they going to make you wild card it again? Okay, so I think <laughs> next year, assuming
2: uh, COVID is is like a little bit oh, more yeah, of I a suppose. passing. It, uh, all of this is dependent on whether or not COVID is a thing, right? If if there's a widely accessible vaccine, I'm sure there will be a lot of like certifications that you got to go through in order to make sure that you have it or whatever. But if it's more of a uh, group thing, I'm gonna have to go through the same time trials everyone else does. But I'm telling you what, right now, I am preparing for that. Now, I am. There's a few things that I got to work on. One. Strength in my legs. So I'm going to start doing squats. I'm going to start doing altitude training. I'm going to I'm going to make sure that going into that race next year, I am not suffering from lack of strength in my legs. That was the thing that killed me on that second race. Are you going to get an
1: altitude tent? You can get an (laughs) you can get one of those. You know,
2: I I mean I don't know I I don't know how seriously I'll take the altitude aspect of it, but um yeah I'm 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 gonna try to be more in shape for next year because I'm definitely coming back next year. Now that I know that I have a chance at like getting into the top 16. I'm, I'm gonna actually try hard for it because this year I was just kind of coasting in on my current athleticism, which isn't that high. I'm like mm-hmm. very standard athleticism. <laughs> I do enough one wheeling and that's enough.
1: You're the, def- I'm not, I'm you're, like- the, you're the default loadout. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like even in all categories.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm I'm free to play. Yeah. Yeah. I have one more kind of self centered question. Uh, if you're to take the rest of the boardsmen here. How would we stack up? Could any of us hang? No. Oh. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Nico. No, I'm <laughs> there's sorry. No
2: way, man. Uh, none of you guys would stand a chance. Like. I'm not I'm talking s- about like, first
0: place. I don't think anyone's going to take first place. I'm talking about not taking last place.
1: I'm just not going to. Okay. I wouldn't. I'm just.
0: There's there's no way you're going to get me to ride down a mountain
1: at 25 miles an hour going, if I fall, I fall. <laughs> like i'm just not i'm not gonna get there you know
2: i think you could probably beat a couple of the racers i'm not gonna name names but i I think i think you (laughs) could probably manage it like you dean
0: clint uh i mean jake if you wanted to i think like cliff could probably do all right i could see cliff doing all right he's got like that that weight well then again you go faster when you're heavier but man cliff just floats over those little bumps if you're going downhill yes. at, at least
2: but yeah, yeah it's um i mean not all the not all the races were downhill you know some of them were partly ha- uphill flat you know uh, it's like a little one-wheel jockey
1: just floating over <laughs> but just floating yeah over it, it was bumps. very
2: eye-opening because i was I, I was at the top of my game through this trip and even i was just struggling to be competitive
0: that's awesome that's so cool when you're in that situation like it's always so, it was like, cool, it was very cool. and like it makes you grow as a person when you're in those situations, yeah, so
2: i yeah, it, ultimately, I was just I, I had a great time hanging out with these racers, and I was just personally happy that i I was able to actually n- finally know that I stand a chance against the top one real racers in the world, like that's super
0: cool, that's yeah, so that's cool. cool. Like, i didn't I
2: didn't beat everyone, and I didn't beat even the people I did beat on that one track, that was just one race, you know, like yeah, you know, they beat me on the other race, so who's to say that? I'm faster than them you know there's there's a lot of things at play but i think i really was also cool. still very much so a noob when it comes to race mentality that's an actual mm-hmm. thing
0: yeah that makes sense and you know it's not all about like being on your board too it's about your like racing lines and your techniques or when you accelerate versus decelerate and all that stuff yeah, yeah that's a whole other discipline you probably have the same exact speed with two different people but one person knows a racing line better than the other i mean that sounds like you know how brendan got ahead of uh you know Dom there when he took that curve the right way.
2: Yeah, but yeah,
0: I, I think it's super cool that in our little one wheeling club we have a uh, somebody who raced in the world championship and somebody <laughs> who's on the top ten for mileage in the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. A Jan has like almost twelve thousand miles on his one XR. He's also got like three thousand miles on his V one. He's up there with like the most miles ridden of anyone yeah. in the
0: world. Yeah, it's pretty crazy that's a good story man yeah
2: i I like this this. whole podcast podcast. ended up kind of getting dedicated that we had other things we're gonna talk about but you (laughs) you heard it here first
1: you heard it here first guys ren weichman uh can officially claim the title of fastest one-wheeler on the planet (laughs) oh my god
2: (laughs) it does there is a certain amount of cool that i have been feeling of like man i'm kind of technically one of the fastest one wheel riders in the world now like am i yeah. a professional one wheel racer now like can i, I mean, say yeah. that yes i don't think i can I, I don't think i can technically claim that officially until it's a full-on everyone can officially enter and it's a fair race because this year's race was a bit more of a marketing stunt than it was a fair race that's right, just the cause... nature of it i'm gonna take it <laughs> like sure <laughs> yeah. but for me to really truly earn that respect that i was craving i have to go next year and get in so
1: yeah that's really right, Cool. Let's do it. We'll document the whole thing. You'll be able to catch it on Corridor Crew, and probably on the Corridor Cuts vlog on corridordigital.com. Ren, you'll have a sponsor next year. We'll put it right here on your little jacket. We'll even yeah, get you a I'm, jacket.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna work on getting some sponsors. There's three different companies that. Are, are doing sponsors that I haven't just pursued at all. I'm pretty sure I can, if I tried to work towards it, I you have
0: one from us mountain dew and Xbox. <laughs> and, 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 and and
1: Corridor digital. And, and Corridor digital. Yeah. There you go.
0: Cool. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to the podcast. Ren, thanks for telling the story. That's super oh, exciting. Ren,
1: Ren, will you use my one wheel next
0: year for the tricks competition? Sure. I come on. No, you're going to just, <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, and uh, yeah, every listening, CorridorDigital.com, go check it out. The vlogs are up and they're live. If you haven't gotten a subscription yet, please consider doing so. It helps us create some really cool stuff. That's right. We're not going to just be doing YouTube videos anymore. We're going to be doing cool things like narratives and vlogs and all the other things that are a little hard to do in the YouTube ecosystem these days. Thanks to your direct support on CorridorDigital.com. That's right.
1: That's
0: right. (laughs) Alrighty, <laughs> cool. Well, uh, dudes, I can't wait to do a ride with you guys because I also have been in the woods for a week, but without my one wheel. Jake, uh, play us a sad song as we leave for the week until the next one. Are those the same two chords?
1: No, this is a minor of the same chord, Nico. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> oh, come on, it's getting there. <laughs> red is the best one-wheeler in the world god no don't say that everybody else is a turd (laughs) he's the best the very best in the world you can slowly fade out here christian (laughs) red's the best sing it with me in the world, in the world.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm amongst the best friends in the, world. the best friend's the
1: fastest. <laughs> the fastest in the, world. in the world
0: I can hang with the fastest in the world. If everybody, everybody else is, is a, a turd. Slow turd. <laughs> a, <slow turn. laughs> a turtle. Because <laughs> I'm so slow and turd-like. <laughs> That's what turtle means. <laughs>